Welcome to QSR Nation, your weekly dose of food service marketing tips and business strategies for success. Here's your hosts, Josh Anderson, Beth Oots, and Anthony Pierce from the PFS Brands National Headquarters. Hey everybody, welcome back to QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, and Tony here at PFS Brands National Headquarters in Missouri to talk about food service marketing and business strategies for success. Today, we have part two of our interview with John McElroy, the Director of Customer Success at PFS Brands. And last week we talked about the why, and this week we're going to talk about the who. So John, you just kind of want to go into there from that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I think, uh, and we're going to talk about some specific processes that you can put in place to try and have a and not only a sustainable experience for your customers, but also make it scalable as you grow. But uh, the best process in the world is going to fail if you don't have the right people that are executing it. It really That's really what's going to make or break. Any experience is going to be the people that you, that you bring in. And, uh, and that's, a critical, that's a critical component. And so I don't want to overlook that uh, as far as getting the right person or the right team in place to make sure that you can provide a great experience again and again. Exactly. Your people are key. And we've we've discussed this many, many times on a lot of these different podcasts that you can have an excellent product, but whenever you don't have someone that's going to be at the, the deli case or anywhere in any kind of type or any type of um, service, if you just have someone that's just super rude or doesn't have any kind of care in the world as to why it's affecting the business or even just their own job, you're not going to have that loyalty. You're not going to have the customers coming back and you're just going to lose that money. And, you know, as owners, do you want to just keep hearing the, the dollar bills just Keep coming in. You don't want to hear the dollar bills going out the door and hearing your uh, competitor across the street having all the business that you just lost. Yeah, and, and your brand is your brand is not your sign. It's not your logo. Your brand is the people that are that are servicing and taking care of your. Co- that is really your brand. And so, mm-hmm. if that's if that's not if that's not something that you're that you're really um, putting putting forth your your due diligence to ensure you have the right people, all the other. Um, all the other stuff that's on the that's on the edges is not going to have any impact because the core thing is that experience that your customers are having. So, really, it's about getting A players. And you know, in dealing with in dealing with retailers, there's I mean, this and this is a chronic, a chronic probably the number one feedback piece of feedback that we get from our retail partners, and that's you know we just can't find people. You know, we can't we can't we can't find A players, and we hear that time and time again. And almost to the point that you like, some people have almost taken a defeatist attitude about it. Like they just have almost like given up. And there are actually some retailers I'm aware of that they've they outsource their staff to hire to a staffing company. Which I mean, that's the worst case scenario. You have no idea. You have no control at that point who's coming in the door to to take care of your customers. So I guess what I would start off by saying is there are absolutely a players for every different type of job category. And many times when it comes to food service or retail, there's almost like a giving up, like, well, we just gotta take a person that's that's breathing and, and we're gonna hire them. And, and you cannot, you're going to you're gonna make your life so much more difficult as a retail owner if you don't if you're not the gatekeeper to ensure who's coming in and out of that in and out of your retail store. So there are A players out there. And and once again, I mean just think about whenever you go to, once again, just fill in the blank, big box store, whatever. You, you, we've all had the experience where you go through the line and the person checking you out, almost like you feel like you're, they're disgusted that you came in. Like it's yeah. your, all you are is more work for them. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we've all had experiences where we go into the fill-in-the-blank big box store and you go through the, the, the cash out 
uh, process, and the person says, "Hey, how was how was your visit today? Did you find everything you were looking for?" You know, th- there's that interaction. That's an A player. That's somebody that's going the extra mile. They're 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 engaging that customer. They're making sure that they got everything that they needed when they came through there. And that's at all levels. Whether you're like running a landscaping business, there are A players out there that want to do that. Mm-hmm. There are A players that want to work in food service. There's A players that want to work at a corporate setting. There are A players at all levels, and they're out there and they want to be a part of a great um, a great work environment. Um, but there has to be some due diligence uh, to identify those people. And there are some tools that we can talk about um, that will do that. I think, first of all, you have to identify what an A player is. I think an A player is somebody that they, uh, they're not like a mindless robot, but they understand the rules and they follow them. Right? They're not always going to be trying to find shortcuts. And I think really if I was going to try and uh, you know, summarize it in one statement, it would be an A player or someone that does, they, they do the right thing when no one's watching. Uh-huh. That's an A player. Agreed. You can trust them. Uh, they're they're going to take care of the customer. They don't have to have constant supervision. They're going to have. Um, they're going to be proactive. They're going to do the right thing when nobody's around. They're forcing them to do it. That's an A player. Um, and and there's and there's people out there that that, that have that skill set. They want to be a part of a great work environment. And then what the responsibility of their retail owner um, is is to cultivate that environment, uh-huh. cultivate that culture, um, and get away from this defeatist like. You know, well, they just can't find them. I, the, the the example I always like to uh, refer to is you, you've ever you've ever seen um, these guys that work up in Seattle, Fisherman's Wharf, and oh, yeah. and their their job title. I love I love I love <laughs> their job title is fishmonger. Can you think of a worse job title? They're like, if somebody asks you what you do, I'm a fishmonger. I'm a fishmonger. <laughs> I throw around a business card. Yeah, I throw around dead fish all day. I, you, I mean, could you imagine a worse job in the world? And I struggle to think of something that would be worse than that to do. <laughs> However, if you ever go to any, and it's in San Francisco, it's in Seattle, what they, what these, what these amazing people have done is they've taken this very unappealing job that no one would ever want to do, and they've turned it into a destination point for visitors, mm-hmm. yep. for, for, for tourists. They will, people will get up at four and five o'clock in the morning to go down to this, uh, to go down to this fresh seafood market and watch these guys throw around fish and tell jokes and have a great time. And I love to tell that example because if they can do it, if if, if a person that, that that's what their if that's what their reality of their of their work life is every day, if they can take that and say, you know what, we can be miserable about this, we can have a horrible day, we can all be mad and, and be angry at each other, or we can turn this into a dynamic experience that people actually will come in in, in droves to watch us do then you can do that anywhere. That can be done at any type of job. It's not about the job. It's about the attitude that you bring to it every day. But once again, as a retail owner, you have to control that. You, you have to take ownership for who you hire. You have to take ownership for the culture that you've created in that retail store. And you can't expect to be attracting A players if you've created an environment that is all top-down. It's very much like you're going to do what you're told. Don't ask questions. Nobody wants to work in that environment. Um, the people want to have autonomy. Uh-huh. People want to have the power to make decisions and influence change. And, and I guarantee you, those guys working in that, that, that fisherman's wharf there in Seattle, they, all, they were only able to do that and change that work dynamic because they had people that gave them power to do it. They were empowered to, hey, let's throw a fish instead of moving it over there with a cart or whatever, and let's make this fun. And, and that's what a retail owner has to do. So you have to identify those A players um, and then, and then you have to, and then you have to, and then you have to determine, and this is this is key. You have to determine 
the advantages that your retail store has over the competition where you're trying to attract the best talent. Uh So once again, what we hear many times is, well, you know, we can't compete with that factory down the road because they pay four or five dollars more an hour than we do. And, and, and if that's your mindset, then you're, you're going to lose every time. You're, you're playing the wrong game. You're trying to compete on a per hour wage when that's really not what you can offer that's going to be different from what that factory can offer. What you have to think about is when you work in a factory or whatever, any kind of processing, production type environment, that many times we're in competition for the same type of people to work. Um, that is a very you know, mind-numbing type of a job. You're just doing the same thing day after day, nonstop, working on some assembly line, you know, attaching something or whatever. And it's very, it's, it's not very fulfilling. You, you can, in a retail environment, create a great engaging culture where you can, they can have interaction with customers, you can institute mini games, you can have competition, you can make it fun, you can empower those people. Now, you have to establish the guidelines, right? You have to establish the rules of the road, mm-hmm. if you will, but then cut them loose and let them have fun. And I think you'd be amazed at the, the creativity that's there you can tap into. And once you have that kind of a culture, you're going to start attracting more people that come in and they see it and they're like, that seems like a great place to work. And, and the money is not the most critical thing. Time and time again, surveys. Now, there's a certain living wage people have to have, but time and time again, surveys have shown that What's really most important to people is not the money. It's about the fulfillment they have when they go to work every day, about being respected, about the empowerment, the autonomy that they have. All those things are much more impactful or important um, for people, especially A players, and those are the people that you want to attract and grow your business with. And that's that's absolutely true. I mean, and I'm going to toot our own horn just a bit for uh, a minute because, I mean, I'm wearing, you know, my branded, you know, shirts. I go into a gas station, you know, here locally. And, you know, I have people there say, are you guys hiring? And I say, well, we were always looking for the, you know, the right people, you know. And I say, well, you know, I see your people come in here all the time. You guys always seem like you're just happy. You're excited, you know. And, you know, if you ask, you know, what are you guys doing? Oh, I'm heading off to work, you know. And they just, they, they pick up on that. They, they pick up on the excitement. They pick up on the pride and you know and that's something that is attractful that they they're interested in being a part of something that they don't have where they're at yeah absolutely so, i mean you guess that i mean they, they see that environment and it definitely is a uh, an attractable piece so uh, really quickly here john um you said you, there's some tips and tools that we can use to kind of find these eight players you want to describe some of that real quick yeah absolutely um i think there's a, d- a couple different processes i think first of all you know your traditional ad in the paper um uh, application process, I almost think like resumes and applications are almost worthless because because you're you're only hearing exactly what the people want. The people so true. want it. It's very very true. Yeah, they're gonna, I mean they're they're and, exactly. <laughs> so those are almost to some extent they're almost worthless other than just the contact information, right? <laughs> How do we get in touch with you if we want to have that follow up? But I think I think just I mean to maximize your time as an employee as a retail owner, man, it's it's well worth your time to invest two minutes. And have a very quick conversation with that person and, and keep it simple. Just say, hey, tell me about you and just stop and let them talk. And if all they say is, uh, well, I mean, that's that's a red flag right away. You know, this is somebody that's not going to be engaging. They're not going to take care of your customer. And you can quickly filter through those people. Secondly, you are doing yourself a huge disservice if you are not properly vetting every one of these candidates. Um, and what I would say is, and that is, I would if you have that quick phone interview with somebody, I would put the onus on them to say, okay, listen, if we're going to move forward, I need three things from you. I need you to give me your past three employers 
and I need uh, the best contact number. I'm not going to call you know, 411 and track somebody down. It's your job to get me contact for your last three employers. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then once you get that information, you have to invest. It's well worth your time to invest 15 minutes and call those three people. You're going to save yourself so many headaches down the road. Um, if, if you're able to identify and, 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 and weed through some of those people that maybe aren't going to be an A player. Um, so I think very, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's not an easy thing, but it's something that is, there is, there is, it's well worth, let's say in that process of a two minute phone interview and then 15 minutes calling up and getting some referrals, you've invested less than 20 minutes of your time to identify an A player. That's well worth the effort to make sure you get it. You get the, the right person on your team. Um, and then from that point, after you've identified that A player through a quick phone call, through checking on those references, um, and on the reference thing, I think there's there's always some concern about people like, well, how much can I ask legally and everything? I think whenever you reach out to those people for that reference, I think it's it's having an honest conversation. Hey, listen, the worst thing we could do is hire fill in the blank, you know, John Smith. It's, if we hire him and he's not a good fit, it's going to be bad for him because we're going to have to let him go, and it's going to be bad for us. Man, could, could would you give us five minutes of your time and just give us an honest assessment and let us know is he going to be a good fit for our for our team? And I think you'll be surprised how willing the people are if they know that's where you're coming from from a genuine place. You want to take care of this person. You don't want to get them in a bad spot um, to to uh, to get some good information. And then and then create a good culture once they once they come on board. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. Wow. There's just some great tools and tips, and we truly appreciate your time that you um, spent with us today just to talk about the art of giving great service. You're fantastic at what you do, and if anyone ever has any questions um, or would just want to get some more information about this, they can always contact you. Do you have a specific number that they can reach you at? Well, I think that the best way to reach out to us is through our email address. We have a, an email address, customer.success at pfsbrands.com, and that's the, probably the best way to get in contact with us. But we'll absolutely um, be, be happy to partner with anybody and provide our resources. Awesome. All right, um, that was awesome. Amazing, amazing stuff from John. Once again, thank you very much for um, coming by. And um, for everybody else from QSR Nation, we'll talk to you next week. Stop by next week for another QSR Nation episode or visit pfsbrands.com.